Hey everyone, welcome to The Breakdown. I am Kurt. And I'm Luke. I had to get my head screwed on straight there and realize this is The Breakdown, dude. <laughs> it is The Breakdown. It's only my second week back. <laughs> do you remember? I do remember. Okay. You know, he's gone for a little while, so it was right. so good. We had an amazing weekend, and I know, again, um, you you weren't there because you did. You were part of uh, United earlier, but we had the fourth and fifth graders down at Camp Clear oh, yeah, yeah. this weekend, so it was That's so really cool. cool to... Drop off a couple of my kids. Lily was helping out and Eli was a part of being uh, at the camp. So it was really cool. Just an amazing summer down there. And, and Pastor Holly got up a couple of weeks ago during the baby dedications and talked about what the summer has been like for our kids. And, you know, you grew up with VBS, right? Vacation oh, Bible School. That was a big thing at our it, church. It yeah. was for most of us. It was a big yeah. thing um, and sort of been a, a really kind of a a pivotal thing here at our church. We've always had a large one. It's been amazing to see over the course of three weeks what God did at camp um, that mm. I really believe is kind of setting the course for our school year. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see I, I that we have our own camp, yeah. um, that we're making use of it mm-hmm. and uh, that there's so many leaders and, and people that are pouring into the kids. I know. It is really amazing. Uh, I always joke that if I wasn't doing the things that I'm doing, I would be in kids ministry. And it's not a joke because I love it. There's nothing like being there. I love when I get to jump in and teach a class when Pastor Holly asks me. So always a good plug, shameless plug again, if you're not serving. And we always tell our students at School of the Spirit, if you want to practice your teaching, if you're or if you feel like you're called to preach or mission, get into the kids ministry. And start putting things together and watch God work. Exactly. Well, I, f- I also feel that, um, you know, as as adults, we have this thing in us that likes to overcomplicate things. Yeah, yeah. And, and we can do that with the things of God, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you teach kids, you have to teach things in a very simple way. You really way. do. Mm-hmm. And the simple is as much true for you as it is for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it, it really helps you go back to those simple truths, the core truths of who we are, who Jesus is, and what we're supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, and it's important that we, that we understand that church isn't just for us. It's for those coming after us. Yes. So I would encourage anyone, uh, if you are not involved in a ministry or if you feel that you have time, please sign up um, to work with our kids. Yeah. Our kids' ministry is truly amazing, not just watching the kids, but watching the way that Pastor Holly gathers her team every single Sunday, gets into a huddle. And I will say, having been into those huddles, every week she says to her staff, okay, how did God speak to you about this week's message? This week's message in kids' church, in children's church, God is speaking to our teachers in the kids' ministry through what they're communicating. It's really, it's really amazing to see what mm. God does. So I, I agree with you, Luke. If you are looking for something to do, way to, to serve, one of the best areas other than the cafe. Would be- <laughs> oh, the cafe is, <laughs> is awesome. great. I know you guys it's love it. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the kids ministry Everyone is great. wants to be a barista. Inside of everyone, is I, like, I, there's I a agree. tiny, tiny little part of you that's like, I want to serve the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And we have those cool taps. Oh, I, I, it's, it's so fun. fun. It it's so fun. fun. I kind of touch them sometimes yeah. when, when I know it's on and I'm allowed, you yeah. know, but other than that, I just leave it alone for the rest of you. I do think everybody either wants to be a cook or a chef or a barista. I agree. So it was a great weekend. We come right into Sunday and have our awesome time of worship again. We've been praying as we've been 
leaning into the development of this new sanctuary. I was so glad that uh, two weeks ago, Pastor Zach was able to step in and kind of dispel some concerns and talk about the reality of we had this $600,000 deficit that we needed. I don't even have an update at this point as to where we are. I haven't even asked, to be Mm -hmm. honest, but it's really cool just to trust God in this process that what's needed for the new sanctuary is going to be there. And I love it to get up again two weeks ago and to say, hey, if we have to start meeting somewhere different so that Kings can open, okay, we're going to do that. We are that type of church. And it's really cool. I mean, sometimes we we get, like you said, we can overcomplicate things, mm-hmm. right? And we read our scriptures and we read about Acts and the first century church, and we kind of put them in a box and we we're like, oh, this is us over here in the 21st century. Yep. Those are our brothers and sisters. We're a part of the same church. And God is moving us very much the same way in this age where we're going by faith. Oh, yeah. And we're trusting him with every step of the way, you know. Uh, So I really am excited. We're about two and a half weeks away from King's opening. And for all of our King's kids, we got our open house coming up. It's always a fun time. That's fantastic. It's really cool. And another shameless plug, bro, because you and I are both going to be teaching. I'll let you do it. (laughs) So School of the Spirit starts up very, very soon. Super excited. It is not too late. No, it's not. Sign up for classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's schoolofthespirit.church. You're asking correct? me like a question. They're asking me. That's that's sad. You're asking me. You're, well, you're- I, you know, I I Google it. I don't know the exact thing. I just start uh, typing and it starts coming. coming I'm like, that's that. That's you know, like, that. I, okay, I know this is this is SOS. But is school of you're right. Church. I'm harassing you. Just being silly because yeah. you're one of our teachers is asking me our website school of the spirit dot church. Well, I teach. I don't. I'm not into the website Love it. stuff. Love but, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So school of the spirit dot church. Um, you can sign up for classes. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of great classes oh, this man. fall. I believe there's, what, 13? There's a lot of classes. A lot of it's, offerings right now. It's the most classes we've ever offered. And I, I really believe that what's happening is we're, we're really transitioning and we're kind of coming to this convergence where we've had students who have walked with us now. This will be their fourth year. Wow. And, you know, it was never intended to be a four-year school, but it took us. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. For the students who have walked with us from the beginning, we get very little complaints. Everybody is awesome. Uh, they do joke. They say, if you keep adding classes, I'm never going to graduate. You know, And that's not the goal. We have actually really s- slimmed everything down. We have the number of courses that are needed to yep. graduate. And we're just, it's just taken us a while to get mm-hmm. those bearings. So super grateful for all of our students who have, who have really tracked with us. But we have a lot of offerings because, or a lot of class offerings, because yeah. we want to graduate our first class. And even That's if awesome. it's a couple of students, cool. it is going to really be amazing. It's so. really, really cool. And, and you know, if you're signing up, if you've ever done this before, um, you're not committing to taking all the classes and enrolling in a program. Uh, you can just start with two classes mm-hmm. and just see where where you go from there. Yeah. So we really have moved into this full time, part time perspective mm-hmm. where the, the part time would be those two classes. Yeah. And we help you choose those classes. Yep. So that's part of it is to say we have classes we're offering during the day and we have classes we're offering during the night. We work with your schedule. We've broken everything's down, everything down into first year classes sort of just getting started, second and third year, and we can make it all work. But we really do believe I know that I say it. I hope nobody's mm-hmm. tired of me saying it. But Luke, I really believe that this school is a gift for our region. I believe it's a gift for our nation and beyond. 
And we're just trusting the Lord with how he wants to do it. Absolutely. Well, it's a way of stewarding mm. the teaching gifts mm -hmm. of our church, yeah. uh, maximizing the time and just providing more opportunities for people to grow in the Lord. Yep. So, all right. Well, we are going to dive right into Sunday. We had a guest speaker, Pastor Scott Axman, who is here. Mm -hmm. Again, did not know that he was 56 years old. I would have put him a little bit closer to me. I'm like, oh, I yeah. want to look that I thought he was like in the 40s. Yeah. Like, I'm, so. I really would like to look that good. And, um, you know, people are starting to age me. They remind me that my wife looks really, really young and that I don't. You um, look, I thought oh, so. you look so young. I thought so. Come on. But when I stand next to Jen, I think people are harassing me. There, <laughs> there's such a disparity there. <laughs> if you and I shaved, we could probably, in the right clothes, we could go sneak into a high school. Oh, we'll just jump into United probably... on Friday. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. But uh, Pastor Scott bringing such a, a powerful word. And, and what I want to say too, is just watching Pastor Scott between the two services and thinking through his passion for this region, his upbringing in this area, and his desire to see God move, I really sensed that God was ministering as much to him yeah. as he was to us mm -hmm. throughout that time. Absolutely. And that's, that's how it is when we minister. I, I know. Uh, you know, we think of, so, so often we think about, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to serve here. Um, and we focus on the people that we're serving. Mm. But the Lord is, he always meets you there too. Yeah. At least that's been my experience. Even doing these breakdowns, like I always feel like the Lord is really reigniting in me and making me excited for mm. what, whatever, whatever we're talking about or what we're going to be doing next. Yeah. So Pastor Scott Axman bringing us this word on higher ground. And it's really interesting because the higher ground idea is kind of tracking writing right along with how God has been leading us as a church staff, as well as a church. That's cool. We've been doing a leveling up training with our staff. So it was so in line with the word that God is bringing. And we do believe as God is bringing in this harvest, we have a responsibility to come up a little higher to get to that higher ground. And I, I love it. Hebrews 12. I mean, you're going to get me every single time, you know, therefore laying aside every weight and the yeah. sin is so easily. I love that he spent some time on weights because we always want to jump right to sin. Don't we, Luke? Oh, we, yeah. We always want to yeah. go right there. But who's talking about the That's weights? That's always been the application. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like I, and that's, I mean, that's his second point. Yeah. Um, let's, do you want to start there? Or you want to go to the first point first? Yeah, go to the first point. Okay. I just, I love right. the idea of the higher ground we're getting to. Yeah, same. So his first point was let God show you where you are compared to where you could be. Mm -hmm. That is really good. Yeah. Because, you know, we can get, I don't, I'm not going to say stuck. It's we can be numbed out mm. to our potential yeah. in a certain, you know, um, state and then also where we could grow to. Mm -hmm. So we have to ask the Lord, Lord, show me, help me to really see yeah. my life um, as you see it. Mm-hmm. And help me to take stock of where I've come from, where I am, and then from that place, show me where I am to go. Yeah. It's really powerful because we tend to look 
introspectively at where we are and where the judge and the jury in that we're like, oh, I'm here, but I really would like to be here. But in this scenario, we're moving right into what the psalmist David says, Lord, you search my heart. Yeah. You do the searching. Mm. You reveal where I am and, and where I could be. Because I think we can be really, really narrow minded when it's like, I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but we let God be the one to show us, hey, this is where I am versus where I could be. And so when he's in my sight, when he's in yes. my view, and I'm chasing after him as I go up the mountain, it, it's on him to mm-hmm. reveal that, not me to be like, if I just do this, then I'll get it right. You know, we go through this for, for those of us who are yeah. linear and logical, it's formulaic. Yeah. And, you know, he's presenting it to us on a individual level. And I'm just thinking about it now, even on a group level, mm. like how often we, you know, we have, um, like we have a fan, like in a family, a family's made up of multiple people or uh, maybe a ministry you're part of is made of made up of multiple people. Yeah. And everybody has an idea of what should happen or what's going on now, but really that same posture applies to those settings where it's mm. okay, we all have ideas, we all have thoughts and opinions, but God, you show us where we are mm. and then show us where we can be. So this way we are silencing our flesh yes. and we're turning on the spirit mm-hmm. and we're coming. And the only way we can turn on the spirit is by coming into alignment with the Holy Spirit. So good. That's so good. And this peace that, uh, you know, P-I-C-E, peace that we're moving into of this divine discontentment, this peace mm. on divine discontent was really speaking to me because I don't know how many times you've been there where it's like something just isn't sitting right. There's a more. There's, there's a more, and I yeah. don't know what the more is, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm discontent enough to ask. I think, and I think that's part of walking in the spirit Yeah, is if you are walking in the spirit, you, as soon as you level up, as soon as you attain what you perceived as the higher ground, the Lord is going to show you, yeah, it's not, this isn't the higher ground. Like mm. there's, there's even higher. Yes. Um, so, and, and you're feeling that because you're walking in the spirit. That's it. Uh, but I, I loved how he fleshed it out in using terms that I've even used for yeah. myself where it's like, is there something wrong with me? Yes. Yes. Like, why, why am I? Why do I feel this way? Right, What's going why on? Why do I feel this way? I and, should be happy. Right. Yep. And I think it's, be, that's because the Holy Spirit is saying, no, there is more. Mm. I don't want you to get comfortable. Yeah. There's, there is more. Press into me. Press into me. Trust me. Look at where I've brought you from. Look at what I have done. Yeah. And trust me, and the Lord will show you the next piece. During our time of worship, I was literally praying with somebody about this piece on divine discontent. And then That's we write into the wild. message and I ended up seeing them after the service. I'm like, do you see what God was communicating? There is more. And what I love about being here is that we, we have been taught really well to not be afraid of that discontent, to not be afraid when God shines his light on something mm-hmm. because he's exposing it. Yeah. This is where we lean into the Hebrews 12 about God's correction and the Proverbs about God's correction. Right. He corrects those whom he loves. Mm. And this is not always an issue of correction, but it really is an issue of if God is pointing something yep. out, if he's, if he's allowing you to experience that discontent, it's because there is more yeah. that he wants to show yeah. you. He wants you to long for and ask. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was getting the picture of you know like if you're doing home renovations and you got to do the primer before mm-hmm. the paint yeah S- sometimes when you put on that white primer it's like wow this room looks so it good. Looks good 
Yeah. It looks so much better than it used to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, we could, we could just, just you know, leave it. Yeah. We could let this go for a few weeks. Right. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, but no, there's paint there's that paint. has to go on. <laughs> yeah. I know you love it as it is. Yeah. Um, and a- another piece I was thinking about on that divine discontent is um, how we should also uh, listen to what we may perceive as negativity, either either coming from ourselves yeah. or from others, That's where good. it's okay. Um, Lord, is this div- is this coming from a place of divine discontent, or is this actually negativity? Mm. Because sometimes divine discontent, if we don't have the that spiritual lens, That's right. It will we will hear that as oh that person's just being negative, mm. or I'm just being negative. Yeah, but to have that sense, whether yeah. it's you or a brother, this is why it's good that we check ourselves mm-hmm. against one another. This is why it's good that we have these regular altar calls because we're able to talk to some of the prayer members who are coming to pray with us. Right. And this is what I saw even on Sunday. It's like, just tell me what's going on. And there's enough of a sense spiritually to pick up. It's like, oh, this is actually a good thing. We're not finding satisfaction no. in the yes. things we used to find satisfaction yes. in. What's that mean? It just means that there's more, not more stuff, not more things to attain Mm -hmm. or to obtain, but there's deeper levels with the Lord. And ultimately it comes down to intimacy. Mm -hmm. There's a greater level of intimacy that he's calling us to. Again, higher ground. You just think about Jesus taking these disciples up, Peter, James, and John up to reveal himself, to have this secret that only three on earth ever have. And they don't share it until after the resurrection. So it's like, there's an intimacy Mm -hmm. that the Lord is looking for with us in that higher ground, which to get there, we have to lay aside the weight. Yes. Yes. And so as you had brought up before. I know. I brought it up. I, always, I got excited. No, it was, a, it was you know, it was a, a, a <laughs> foreshadowing of yeah. where we are now. Um, we often apply this to sin. Yeah. it says, you know, casting aside, you know, every weight and the sin that so easily entangles. Yes. And we, we get that. We go right to Because we sin. experience that. We like, do. We experience the entanglement where it's. I know I'm trying to go there because mm. God's calling me to go to this, but I feel sin and these things that I do, it's just tangling, tangling my feet up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's true. And, 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 uh, pastor Axman was very clear about how, you know, we need to eradicate sin from our lives. We yeah. need to go after it and, and not like in no uncertain terms, not, not watering it down. It's no, we, we need to, run from temptation and, yep. and, and just get that out of our lives. Yeah. But then there's these, this other concept of, well, are there other things in our life mm. that though they may be good or, or not necessarily sinful, are they just extra weight? Yeah. The permissibles that we would say, hey, you know, Paul says all things are permissible, not all things are beneficial. And and I want to say this too, anytime a pastor and preacher starts categorizing, every, some people can shut down. So that's why it's so challenging sometimes when you're preaching the word to start getting into things because certain people will hear it a certain way. Mm-hmm. There may be many permissibles. What does that mean? There may be some things that really aren't sins, but they're leaning into weights and yeah. they're, they're weighing you down from taking that higher ground mm-hmm. and that analogy of the bowling ball. Like, yeah, you want to take your favorite bowling ball up the mountain? Great. But at some point, it's going to be way too right. much more than you need. <laughs> and you'll have no use for you it. You'll have no use for it. And I think it's like, okay, we could, if we go back to the first point of letting the Lord show us 
Let the Lord search our heart and let the Lord show us that it's not me sitting down, going on a witch hunt and nitpick, nitpicking the things mm-hmm. that I think are weights, but allowing the Lord to reveal the weights. So for yeah. me personally, the biggest weights have been my mindsets. My mindsets have been what have kept me yep. from taking the higher ground, whether it's a lack mindset, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a negative, pessimistic mindset. These are the weights that the Lord has addressed. It's a guilt mindset, right. shame. Right. These are the things that when I look at Hebrews 12, 1, and I go, before I go to the sin, I go to the weight. Those are where I have found the Lord has been revealing to me. Wow, I, I can't keep that same mindset of, oh, I made a mistake. This has always come back at this one. I made a mistake. I totally missed the mark. Um, it wasn't sin, but I really am not. Shame and guilt are right there and they want to creep in. Mm-hmm. But if I stay in that mindset, I'm not going to continue to take the higher ground. I have to be willing to say, no, there's no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I have to take that step. For me, that's where I have yes. found the, the weights have come, Yeah, you know, in that mindset place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think for me, looking at my life, um, and I... I talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago when, when Pastor Will was on, uh, where I had talked with Pastor Wally, and basically what it came down to for me, like the, the steps and what I've been trying to do more is spending more intentional time with the Lord. Yeah. So for me, it's very easy to fill my time with lots of activities, lots of social events. Um, so it's trying to do that intentionally from, yeah, like these are things that I like to do. Yeah. But what is the Lord calling me to do? Mm. And then even with those activities or those social circles, going that next step, um, and I'm thinking of like what Paul says, he's like, therefore, like whatever, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So then processing even those things that I know I'm called to do Mm. intentionally through that filter of, okay, Lord, I'm about to do this. Yeah. How can I, show me how to how to do this activity today in a way that brings glory to you. So good. So good. And that intentional piece, the intentionality of asking that question, but also the intentionality of getting away in that alone time mm-hmm. with the Lord. It's like that, yeah. that, that space of like, it's just me and you. Like, what do you want to accomplish? Yeah. What do you want to show mm-hmm. me? That's so good. Exactly. And like, I, I, there's always this fear, like, cause I, what Satan tries to do when I'm trying to go through that mindset is, he tries to put in this voice of fear that's like, well, you know, God just might take that whole thing away from you. Yeah. And again, what do we have to do? We have to understand we have a father who loves us. Correct. And he, he knows how he made us. Mm-hmm. He knows. So we can trust him. Yes. And we don't listen to that, to that voice. Yeah. Because uh, he will guide us and he will bring us to that place of peace and understanding. It's really interesting you say that, Luke, because if we look at the two things, we have fear. Mm-hmm. And we have the opposite of love. We often say faith and fear, but the truth is, mm-hmm. perfect. There is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. Yep. John goes on to say in John chapter four, God is love. So if we just boil it down to that simple, what voice is speaking to me right now? Yes. If it's coded in fear, it yes. is not the voice of the Lord. Yes. If we understand, like when that fear rises up, we can easily identify and say, wait a minute. I'm not going to carry that weight because the Lord is not in that. I have a father who loves me Mm -hmm. and he will always lead me by his love and not by fear. Yeah. And and you shouldn't feel stuck in having these internal dialogues on your own. That's why we have each other. uh, So we can talk these things out. Mm -hmm. 
So good. I am really excited about the last point, which is this place of prayer and fire. Devote yourself to building yeah, and maintaining too. a prayer fire. It's been a while since I've heard anybody use that terminology. And I'm like, yes, add fire to fire. I will say, as I talk to different people, not just ministers, there is an increase in awareness and understanding prayer, mm-hmm. intercession, all these different things of like, we have to have this place with the Lord that is absolutely immovable. Yeah. And and God is willing and ready to speak all the time. And what yes. we need to do is we got to get quiet. Amen. And and I've found that um the more that I've walked intimately with the Lord where you're mindful of like what is he trying to say to me? What's he doing? It's you become a lot more effective. Mm. And it's more fulfilling because you're you understand what it is that you are to do. Yeah. And you're not you're not always you're not stumbling around or like okay now I have to let's let's start over again. Let's get the sticks. Let's mm-hmm. get the mm-hmm. okay. I'm gonna sit down <laughs> and maybe if I put on this song, like this is gonna get me going again. Yeah. you know, it's like no, you you just go from you can really sense the going from glory to glory. Yeah, but it starts with these simple practical things. It's so true. As you're talking, I'm having the vision. I think Pastor Zach shared one. I'm having the memory of being on the side of Mount Washington and and sleeping overnight. And you know, we had this fire pit, and we had to just let it run through the night and make sure that the coals were there for the yes. early morning. So when we throw the sticks and we're ready to cook our breakfast, boom, it just it's goes right, right up. It's right, you know, and even if you have mist over the night, if you have a little bit of rain, if you got the coals mm-hmm. that are there, and if we have to bring ourselves back to that place, if we have to have a constant fire right. in our heart, it doesn't mean this boisterous no, burning all no, the no, time. No, 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 it's, no. it's not about the exuberance. Yeah. It's about there's so much heat emanating from those Correct. coals. Yeah. At any moment, anything that comes close can catch fire. Mm-hmm. So that has to really be invested in. We have to take mm-hmm. the time to invest in that. And I don't know about you, but as I have these conversations, sometimes we get hung up on what is prayer? What does it look like? How do we pray? How do I begin to have mm-hmm. a prayer fire? I mean, forget about maintaining one. Well, I think that's also why, um, you know, we ask these questions because mm. again, I think we start to, we're very visual yeah, and we start to have these ideas of, oh, so a prayer, like living a life that's a prayer fire, it's going to look like this. Mm. So, which maybe we think of, you know, the person who worships very exuberantly right. um, or very, who's, who is very loud or who is, or someone who is very vocal about their faith. I'm or, all three of those things. Right. I'm sorry. You know, like, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Or, or we think like, oh, I got to spend, ex- I have to read through a book of the Bible every single week. Like we start to assign yeah, we do. these benchmarks and like what this looks like. But really, no, like we go back to Jesus's teaching yeah. and, and Jesus says, no, like you, you don't go out into the public yep. and, and pray. Like, you know, the Pharisees were doing all that. Yes. They were all about like showing people, look how, Look at what I'm doing. Um, but Jesus says, no, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your heavenly father. How yeah. are you to pray? He says, like, it's not about babbling on and on. Like, you know, the pagans, they think that their many words make their prayers more powerful or yeah. that they're going to be heard for that. But really, no, it's just God already knows. So just pray. Yeah. And, and it's about that heart posture. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking this, this week, because um, I had heard a pastor talk about you know, like sometimes all you can say is Jesus help. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? What other like two word prayers could we do? I know. 
And sometimes like that's it. It's like rather than try, if you don't know how to express, say the two words that come out of your mouth. Yeah. And that's it. And rest there, rest there and allow his spirit to speak back to yours. Mm, It's so good. And this can be a little, it can be a little confusing if you're getting started. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. But the point is to practice. The point is to step out and try. So for those of us, you know, you may be listening and be like, oh, I'm an intercessor. I'm a prayer. Good. Keep that fire burning. Keep that secret place. We we talk to so many different people. I mean, they're down in the boiler room at 3 a.m. or whatever it may be. Well, and that's why Pastor Axman was saying you know, seek out those people. Yeah. And, and I, lo- I loved that. Mm. Like where, where you can catch the fire that they have. So good. Okay. That's so, good. so that is good. And mm. there, cause there are those who are gifted with a special grace for intercession, mm-hmm. for prayer, um, learn from them. That's why, that's why we all have our gifts. So we get good. our gifts so that we can then give it to each other. So good. It's interesting that I, I keep saying that, but you know, I have this visual of, the reason I know, there's no formula, but I, the reason I know that as a husband and as a father, my job is to get down on my knees before the Lord mm. and to pray is because that is what I saw my father do morning after mm. morning after morning. And I can't tell you that he ever spoke that to right. me. What you said, right. it's caught. You caught it. I yeah. caught it. Yes. And just getting into that posture has positioned me to receive from the Lord. Because what does James say? Draw near to mm-hmm. God. And he will draw near to you. Amen. Amen. And you know, you know James also says, like, if you if you want wisdom, yep. ask ask God. Mm-hmm. So so if you want to grow in this area, ask the Lord. Yeah. And the Lord is very likely going to bring you to a person who you're going to be like, oh, I should that person. That's that's what I've been after. I've been after this kind of of life, this fire. And you ask them. Yeah. Or 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 watch them and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. And this can happen so easily, even on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And I love that Pastor Scott was saying for our congregation, you know, hey, he, he came out last Tuesday. He's like, hey, you guys have this. Like, I don't know where you came from, but, you know, many of us can tell of a story of a great prayer move that happened at our church and how it just seemed to wane and how it seemed to fizzle and it, it didn't last. And yet we have this vibrant prayer service that goes on on a weekly basis where we're just seeking the Lord. There's no formula. It's just we're after whatever God is saying. So it's a great way to learn right there and to practice and to watch how people are doing it. Yeah. Um, and like you said, to pick up and catch some of those fires. Yeah. And maybe, maybe for you, what, what, what might help, um, which I do this from time to time is just write down, like maybe writing down what you're, what you're feeling in your spirit, mm. uh, praying through journaling, um, trying, trying different things like that. That's so good. You know, yeah. that's where I, where I began to, I have a lot of love notes to the Lord that's that I, cool. it's great. It's a relationship. I was, I've been talking a lot this week to people as Christians. We so easily share the phrase it's relationship, not religion. We really don't even enter into the relationship. Mm-hmm. We're still being very religious. God desires intimacy yeah. with us through mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? We're communing. Yep. We're talking, sharing a meal. Like these things we don't necessarily equate to our relationship with the Lord, but they are. There's yeah. so much a part of it from the communion table to our gathering with the Lord in the morning or the evening as we're going to bed, inviting the Lord to all of it. Yeah. You know, I, I know, I think, I'm not sure if women get it more, but men are so compartmentalized that we tend to box things in. This is my church time and this is my Bible time and this is my mm. prayer time. No, God wants all of it. He wants all of he it. He wants to be yep. with you it's in one, every moment. It's one big box. <laughs> one big box. 
Uh, any any final thoughts today, brother, you want to tackle? Well, I think it's just, you know, having that mindset of, Lord, there is more because yes. you are more. Yes. And keep taking, keep taking me higher. Yep. Um, you don't, don't let me grow dissatisfied with, you know, what you're doing now, but keep me in that place of divine discontent where I will be sensitive to it yes. and I can move, move to that next place quicker. Yes. That's so good. All right. So we want to pray that over you today. We want to pray that over all of us. And, and maybe you have never taken the time to start that fire. It doesn't take much, mm-hmm. just takes a spark as the old saying goes. So let's pray through that yeah. today. Father, we thank you for not only the word and the worship that we had a time to enter into on Sunday, but even now we know your presence and your spirit is with us. Jesus, you said, I am with you always to the end of the age. And maybe we're in trouble right now. Well, we have Psalm 91. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you with long life. I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. You have promised to never leave and to never forsake. So it is not about us having all the perfect words or all the perfect posture. Jesus, help. I love it. It's all we need to pray. Jesus, help. Help every one of us. For those who are passionate intercessors, help us to go to higher ground. For those of us that are just beginning in our prayer journey, help us to go to higher ground. Lord, help us to lay aside the weight. Mm. Help us to lay aside the weights, whatever it may be, the mindsets, the frivolity, the things that we do that occupy time, that really are, are permissible, but don't need to be a part of our higher climb. Help us identify those things and help us to move into a place where we're communing with you on a regular basis, not just daily, but so frequent, so regular. Jesus, you said that the, the voice of your sheep, your sheep know your voice and we're attentive in the voice of another, we're not going to follow. So we turn our ears and our hearts towards you. We ask you to continue to lead us. Keep the fire burning inside of us. Help us to have a passion for connecting with you like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. Give me a-